0: At LuckyLandSlots.com Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and
1: conditions. apply. You are listening to Tableau (laughs) Podcast. Hey, guys. I'm Tableau. Are you following me somewhere on Instagram? Epic Epica YouTube. Dive Studio channels. uh, Tableau Podcast Instagram. You should be if you want to stay up to date because I'm not on TV. Uh, I don't do much media other than that. Uh, So, yeah, if you are remotely interested in what I do, be sure to uh, follow and subscribe. Anyways, uh, so I want to talk about school. Yeah. Be it elementary school, middle school. High school, university,
2: clown school, uh,
1: PhD, whatever. Yeah, um, we need to talk about the way schools should or could be. Um, before I begin, a shout out to all teachers that are listening. If you're a teacher somewhere, and you're you you are a, you have integrity and you are doing your best to educate children a big applause to you because months and months of distance learning has reminded all parents <laughs> how absolutely fucking difficult it is yeah uh to uh, to get a kid to sit down and learn a bunch of stuff okay so when you guys are doing this multiplied by like hundreds um I can imagine how difficult it is and I'm pretty sure that a lot of teachers are feeling like they don't have it together and they're they're supposed to help someone else get it together. So big applause to you if you're doing it with a true passion. But if you're a bad teacher, <laughs> dude,
2: we got some words. Yeah,
1: but uh I'll save that for later. <laughs> okay. Um I really believe uh that um schools could be better. Yes. And I don't mean like schools as in like the organization or like the physical space and stuff like that. Uh I'm just talking about um what we c- what we should be uh focusing on. And um I I am in no way an expert in education. I have no right to uh, point things out or to judge anything uh, but I do feel like um, our our teachers the ones that we applauded uh, like 10 seconds ago um, the ones that we applauded would actually be a lot happier and would feel more satisfied if uh, there was an evolution in the way schools happen right? yes. because the world has evolved And for some odd reason, um, it is perfectly okay to use a textbook from, like, 11 years ago. uh, And nothing would, you know, no one would even notice that it's from 11 years ago. And this is for real. Like, I saw a textbook that was being used, and it was from 11 years ago. And the fact that you can still use the same textbook means that schools have, you know, they've become stagnant. Like, they're not evolving. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Um, Here's what I'm thinking here. Okay. Before you start like, how dare you? (sighs) Let me first of all say, everyone's paying a tuition, right? Of some sort. Even if it's little, even if it's a lot, someone's paying. And if you're paying... Um, I think you all have the right to give your input, um, so that things could be better. Because you're the one paying, mm-hmm. and um, here, here, here's the thing. Let's say I'm a teacher in element, like an elementary school teacher, right? And I'm teaching a how old are you when you're like in first grade it's like you're like seven, six, six or seven right yeah so let's say you're teaching a sixth, sixth grader right in 2020 and and I'm a I'm a I'm a teacher and I'm 30 years old okay okay my 2020 is already not the same as this six year old's 2020 yes and what I mean is I'm teaching from the perspective of someone that's been around since 1990. Yes. This kid is 24 years younger than me. Living in 2020 as a 6-year-old, uh-huh. right? When this kid is 30, it's going to be it's going to be 2000 2000- 44. Okay. Right? Yes. So I need to prepare this kid not for 2021, but I need to prepare this kid for 2030, 2040, 2050. Okay. I need to help with the his first steps into like the future. Yeah. Right? And um, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to throw out questions here. I'm not throwing out solutions because, like I said, I'm not a professional. I don't know. Okay. And I don't have the right to really um, say something is the answer. I, I don't know the answers. But I, I do have a lot of questions. Like, a lot of the, curric- like the curriculum that we all grew up um, going through, it's focused on the past right there's a heavy emphasis on the past like history um most of everything we learn in for example like social studies um sciences all of these things are discoveries or records or um epiphanies that happened a long time ago mhm that's what you learn for the first like you know 10 years of any schools, yeah, right, um, or any schooling. Uh, it's really focused on the past, which I'm not saying isn't important. You need to know the past, you need to know history, you need to know um, who made what and who discovered what and how uh, it was discovered, like way back in the day, so that you can somehow apply it to the present. Right, But that's what I'm saying. Uh, A lot of it, there's way more emphasis on the past and how it applies to the current times. Mm -hmm. So past and present. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But I do feel like there needs to be a class or uh, a portion of the uh,
2: Curriculum. curriculum
1: that balances it out where you are learning for the future so maybe like a like a like a future uh curriculum and what i mean is if we're going to teach people or teach kids about um a, a period of time when when computers didn't exist and how the computer was made and who made it and like the evolution of computers shouldn't we also spend that much time trying to uh trying to extrapolate and trying to imagine where these technologies will be in 10 years or 20 years. should mm-hmm. Shouldn't we have some kind of balance so that we are teaching kids um to I mean no one can predict the future mm-hmm. but to Imagine, should we try a little more to imagine what the world will be like in 2030? Because it is imaginable. Ten years from now is not like science fiction. It's imaginable. Right? Yeah. In 10 years, we went from having no smartphones to to now with all of this stuff and incredible things have happened. And by that we can assume that in the next 10 years, things will happen at an exponential rate, right? And we're going to be dealing with like AI. We're going to be dealing with... Um,
2: automation.
1: Yeah, way more automation. Yeah. Um We're also going to be dealing with the dissipation or extinction of a lot of things that we are used to. Mm. You know, a lot of things that we are dependent upon now a lot of them will go away right and i'm asking is there a class or a or a portion of the curriculum that is focused on trying to predict or trying to imagine what will happen 5 years now, from now 10 years from now 20 30 years from now so that um kids can develop the necessary skills that they will need when they hit 20, when they hit hit 30. And and unfortunately, the answer is no. And the reason why I know this is how many of you, when you were in elementary school or middle school or high school even, or even in college, um, did you guys have anyone teach you about personal finances? Mm Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cause I didn't.
2: Well, I'm different generation. Was it a class? It was a p- part of the curriculum.
1: So they taught you how to do your taxes. So,
2: so, yeah. So they did like, if you're making this kind of income and rent prices are average, this, like you need to think about your utility bills. Oh, well. And stuff yeah. like that. And then that's
1: economics, right?
2: Yeah. So in economics, they teach you that. But then they, you know, how it applies to like, what are tax brackets? How do you figure out, you know, like, okay, we navigate lear- stuff like that. That's not what I'm saying. Okay.
1: We learn economics as well. Yeah. But I don't mean like in theory or um, the basic like tenets. Yeah. What I'm talking about is teaching people, um, first of all, how to, how to be smart with their money, how to save their money, how to invest their money, how to keep their money how to not get screwed over in business, how to... um? Y- y- do you see what I mean? Like, on a more personal level, like... Yeah. And theories and stuff, yeah, it needs to begin there, I understand. That
2: gets dicey, though, with, like, legality, I feel like. Because, like, you know, for example, it's illegal to do, like, tax advising or whatever mm-hmm. to people, like, on a one-on-one thing. Oh,
1: I don't mean, like...
2: No, I know, no, but we don't talk about, these like... These
1: kids don't have any taxes to pay right now, no, but... No,
2: I understand, but, you know, what I'm talking about, it's like, that I think it'll be uh, iffy to figure out where that line is for how much they can, like, quote-unquote, like, guide
1: okay. students. What I'm trying to say is my generation, at least from my experience, yeah, you know, I, I went all the way up to a master's yeah and I was never offered a class even as an elective where i where it was where they where I was being taught about like first of all finances like personal finances okay uh like money wellness basically right yeah. um uh, mental wellness mhm uh and relationships, mm-hmm. I was never offered an opportunity in school to be able to explore any of these things. I don't know what it was like in your school.
2: I think I was in, I guess, just in general, at least Northern California. Is there actually, a class on
1: relationships?
2: So we we were, you had to, like, in order to pass seventh grade, you had to do what was called um, diversity training.
1: okay. So it's clearly a different time, different geographic location.
2: For sure. Like it really matters what district you're in and stuff.
1: And that's a good point. Yeah. So it has so my question of is my question of are we evolving has been answered.
2: But I think the curriculum is is evolving. I think your point is good in that it should be much more standardized. It shouldn't be like special
1: Yeah, and what I mean is. From my uh, when I was in elementary school or middle school to when you were, mm-hmm. it's it's at least your school has taken another step. Yes, forward from whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm saying the kids that are learning right now in 2020, yes, that is already the past.
2: Ah, like that should be a given.
1: Or no, like what, what you learned, uh huh. If some, if that is taught. To these kids. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. But that is the past. That is what you learned when you were like in... How old were you? How long ago was that?
2: That I would have... Oh, my God. That was like probably like 12 or 13 years ago.
1: Yeah. So that's 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. And even that sounds like it's ahead of the curve. Yeah. Which I'm saying is not going to be enough for someone that's 6 years old or yeah. 10 years old or 12 or or a teenager yeah. in 2020 because they need to be prepared for the next 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah. And for that to happen, it needs to we need to now add in other things that are have become norms right now. Right? Yeah. Like social media Various different things, Yeah, because
2: right? we had to, like, in diversity training, we had to learn about mental wellness. Yes. And uh, sensitivity to others' mental well- yes. uh, wellness. And
1: now there are other things that are coming to the fore- forefront, like AI and stuff like this, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and right now we're like, oh, do we really need to teach kids, like, about artificial intelligence? Do we need to teach kids about... Actually,
2: you're right. We need to teach kids about um, privacy.
1: Yeah, we need to teach. Like data
2: collection and not putting everything out there on like internet and stuff.
1: We need to teach kids what they are saying I agree to, like when they check every time they get an app, uh, that long document that no one reads, right? Are we teaching kids about like not about the law, but about how the law will apply to them? You know, every time you you get an app, you're making a legal decision as well. Mm-hmm. You're making a legal commitment. You're signing a contract. Does it? Anybody know anything in the fine print? Are we? Have we been? Uh, have we been trained to look at the fine print? Really? I don't think so. That's why all of us get an app and we don't. Look at what's in there.
2: I mean, I I was re- I remember in school they told you to read everything and then you were like, "But why?"
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> they tell you and then you're like, "No." <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But I'm saying uh there and that's the point I was making earlier. Yes. The things that you said happened in your school, put it on a scale next to all the history uh learning about like Galileo and all of that. Yeah. Put it on a scale. How much of the p- curriculum was it?
2: Oh, the, I'll, this is a great way to put that into perspective for you. I took AP US history, uh-huh. and, you know, the th- history is going on every second, right? And so. We spent so much time on you know like revolutionary war, civil war, all super important foundational of course. Yes. And then um we ran out of time, just like physical time before the test, and so we had to stay behind school extra like 2 hours to cram in 2 weeks um 1990? No, not even like 1980 to present day history. Mm-hmm. And so much shit happened during that time, and so much of it We never learned, whereas the past of like Revolutionary War, Civil War, you learn a lot of that stuff in more simpler ways throughout your entire education. But nobody was talking about the CIA and Al-Qaeda, you know, in fifth grade. You're learning about it for the first time in this two weeks I have Mm -hmm. about things that are immediately relevant. Yeah. You know, and And I will be
1: relevant five years yeah, down the, the road co- those
2: consequences of those things are much more also immediate and yeah. I remember me and my classmates being very like like really like that's that's the stuff that we are always thinking of and it is preoccupying our minds yeah Um, and the impact of those things but we spent two weeks cramming it whereas we spent like six months uh-huh. you know talking about why slavery is of course bad
1: okay so <laughs> um and I and the reason why I brought any of this up is because, uh, you know, like some parents are like, "My kids on Twitter too much, my kids on YouTube too much." Why do you think they're there? Because there is something that is so relevant, so much more relevant to them mm-hmm. at the current moment. Uh, that is happening elsewhere, like. All Okay, all kids crave information. All humans crave information, whether or not they know it.
2: But kids especially. Yeah,
1: whether or not they know it, um, all human beings crave learning. Even if you're like listening right now and you're like, I don't want to learn anything. I just want to play video games, dude. You are constantly craving uh, information, just like you crave a glass of water or some food. Um, and that needs to be satisfied. So we try to do things that satisfy this, this itch we have for uh, information and for knowledge. And I would sometimes argue that a lot of it is happening on the internet as opposed to in the classroom,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And just like you said... Um, these very relevant and immediate topics that need to be discussed because that's what's going to be on the news. We're not going to turn on the news and they're going to give us, you know, a breaking news on the Renaissance. You know, they're not going to be like, yeah. so New Da Vinci, <laughs> you know, so yeah. Julius Caesar got stabbed in the back. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Of course, we need to understand Uh, The dynamics of what happened in the past so that when we see the current breaking news, we understand like the themes behind it. Yes, yes, I do. I'm not saying that that's not important. But is there as much emphasis on talking about what we are seeing right now, what kids are, what's being thrown at kids right now and what will exponentially be thrown at kids like down the road? I, I don't know. I don't feel like it.
2: I didn't properly learn about Watergate until yeah, like that U.S. history yeah, class.
1: Until uh,
2: other than that, I just watched movies, and you heard about that it happened, so you learned it from movies and yeah. pop culture.
1: And that's why, um, Wiki- that's why Wikipedia became what it is. Yeah, you know, that's why YouTube became what it is, and um, it, and and. It's a, It's the fault of. It's not the fault. I would say it's less the fault of teachers. Yeah. But um, like, I do feel like some parents, uh, make this fine distinction or um, line between YouTube and everything happening on the internet, all the information on the internet, mm-hmm. and stuff that's taught in school, and this stuff that's taught in school is good or beneficial or somehow helpful to this kid's uh, college or career or future. They
2: want, like, hard numbers. Yeah. They want those quote-unquote results. Yeah,
1: whatever's officially taught, whatever has a textbook yeah, is really, really legit information and legit education. And everything else happening uh, on YouTube... Uh, social media, and stuff like this is is something less than that. But I, I'm saying that most often uh, when these platforms become, become super popular, it's filling a need that's not been filled by anyone else. Mm-hmm. And considering the amount of hours that kids spend at school, which is the majority of the day, and majority of the week, majority of the year. And then
2: the homework they take yeah. home.
1: So, they're literally in a classroom for like 90% of their lives. If these um if if these needs are not met in the classroom or in the education curriculum, that's a, that's a problem. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. If these kids were able to spend half the time in school and half the time Getting necessary information from their parents or from, like, good peers or from, uh, you know, good sources on the online, that's great. But unfortunately, kids are expected or somehow forced into situations where they're spending most of their time in either the class or the uh, remnants of class, right? Like homework or tutoring and all this, right? So... If they're gonna, if we're gonna put kids in a situation where they have to spend most of their time there, we need to change there
2: mm-hmm.
1: so that they're getting the information they need. Yeah, because because I, I and I'm saying this because I know so many adults um, that have these massive degrees, and they know everything about like the past, about things that happened in the past but they can't they can't freaking predict what's going to happen in their lives a month later. Yeah. Um they they are completely blindsided by things that are happening on a daily basis. And they're they're like confused by it, shocked by it. And I'm like dude, everything you learned was supposed to prepare you for the future. Yes. Um and everything you learned unfortunately stopped in like 2008. Yeah. Like and and they agree. They're like, yeah, all the stuff that I learned was like before smartphones, before like smart devices, before Bluetooth, before
2: all things that change almost every single yeah. industry and how it works.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, of course we can't predict Exactly, we didn't, we couldn't pre- predict that the iPhone would come out and take over. Of course, yeah. But that's exactly what scientists do.
2: Doctors always have to technically be in school, yeah. Like they because they always have to learn about the new updates.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what scientists do on a daily basis. That's what they have been doing all throughout history. Mm. Scientists, and I mean scientists in the medical field, scientists in uh, the technology field, all scientists try to predict the future. Right? Yeah. In one way or another. They try to predict the future. How a virus may appear, how a pandemic may happen, how um you know, how human evolution may continue in a certain way. Mm-hmm. How, the envi- like, how the environment may change in a way We're in danger. Yes. Uh, All the environmental worries we have have not happened yet. Not all of them, right? Some of these things that we are worried about and scientists are worried about are things that may happen thousands of years from now. But Mm -hmm. that's what scientists do. And if scientists are doing this, it is very possible to get that information and implement it into our curriculum, Mm -hmm. right? Just speak to one scientist about what he predicts is going to happen like 20 years from now. Implement it so yeah. that there's a balance. Let me tell you guys a story. When I was uh, f- my first year at Stanford, right? When I was a freshman, my freshman year uh, roommate, it was tiny ass room. The two of us stuck together in this small room. It was really bad. But uh, my friend um, picked up a flyer for Google okay from from like just from just on campus, they had like a shitty table set up and just passing out flyers for people to use Google so um we were using Google like before Google became like a beast because at the time people still used like Yahoo and stuff like this, right like Google was not the uh the only norm or standard in any way. Um, and my roommate looked at the, the, when he, when we were using Google, this was very early on, right? And my roommate was like, "Yo, know, this is going to become the standard because it's a way better algorithm. Um, and it's, and I was, and I looked at it and I said, yeah, it is going to become the standard because it's much cleaner. Mm. So the two of us are very different minds, Right. I'm more like a, a creative, and he he was just just hella smart.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two types. Um, and I, I, was a creative, and, and he, he was, was hella smart. smart.
1: And I, and I, but that was what jumped out at me. I said, Yahoo! You go in and you see it's all like, these different. It's like the Korean portal. It's portal what Neighbor sites. looks now. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's just it's just a cluster of information that yeah. I can't that I can't deal with. Yeah. I don't want to be stressed when I'm going somewhere to search for something that helps my stress. Yes. Right? Um, So I said it's much cleaner and to the point where you have to actually know what you're looking for to get it. No one's throwing it at you. Mm -hmm. You have to literally search it. But now, you know, Google has become a a huge thing and now it does throw at you what you should know. Even if you search it, they will, you know, they will, the algorithm will... Throw things at you that is paying a lot, yes, um, uh, but back in the day, right, and then uh so my roommate became like very, very interested in this uh, and then eventually became uh the guy that took uh google to i p o
2: whoa,
1: so he worked at Goldman Sachs and um right right out of college uh worked on the team to take uh Google IPO and then he jump shipped to Google. And even in that period, like he was one of the early uh employees. Yeah. And then created Street View.
2: Oh my God.
1: So this is my He's freshman famous. freshman year roommate, right? Yeah. And um and I spent a lot of time with him obviously. And the way that he was—I'm not saying this guy predicted the future, but he was—he he was clearly more interested in what w- could happen or what will happen, and being
2: part of making yeah, the future
1: than what happened. Yes, right. Me, the creative—I um, was f- interested in different things, right, but. I was also future minded in in that um, okay, I we had Napster at the time and LimeWire I think mm-hmm. where like um, you could download MP3s okay and at the time CDs were the definite standard and MP3s were supposed to be like really bad and it was illegal yeah you know it it, it was illegal but I knew that it was illegal. But not just me. Everyone was downloading MP3s. Yeah, and there were there were campaigns about it. And I, later on, when I became a musician, it was still an issue. Like this is gonna kill our industry. Musicians are not gonna get paid. And I, and true, there was a period. But when uh, the Napster LimeWire thing was happening, most of the most of the friends around me were like. Yo, I'm going to just download illegally because, you know, why spend all the, you know, we don't, we're students. We don't have that much money. Like, how are we going to buy all these CDs? My point of view was this is going to become the standard no matter what because it's just way more convenient. That's it. Like, to go out and buy CDs and then have to change the CD every time. Store the CD. Yeah. And to, to, to legally rip the CD and store MP3s in an MP3 player is just too much work. But if you just if you just download it, you can pick and choose, and it's way quicker, right? It's just more convenient, and you don't have to walk around with a whole bag full of CDs, which is what people did. They had those like CD flipbooks
2: in the car, yeah, yeah, and it was
1: a huge flex. Like what CDs you had in there?
2: It's like pick a CD, <laughs> yeah, but.
1: um I'm just saying like I was interested in music and film and stuff like this, and I was like I was like, eventually, like people are not going to go to the movie theater, right? Because it's so much easier to just watch it on like get it on this computer and watch it, mm. and to listen to music, like just download it and and listen. Like it's quicker and much easier, and uh less weight, yeah, right? And less waste is what one of the arguments that i had like Digital i was like footprint? it's less waste yeah so um so but the thing is we didn't learn these things in school yes uh i asked him i i said like hey like when because i was coming from a uh, international school in korea yeah right and this guy was really good at like computers like basic computer science. And I'm like, how did you, like, we didn't have a curriculum that supported that. So, I was like, how did you get, like, how did you learn all this stuff? He's like, I just, you know, I went home and spent a lot of time on the computer. And that was, one, that was another thing that I wasn't allowed to do.
2: Ah. Uh, right? Like, because being,
1: yeah. being on the internet is either, Distracting from, Either distracting, harmful, uh, waste of time, or uh, mo- like ethically wrong. Yeah. Because I am I must be up to something wrong to be on the internet. Yeah. And um, my parents just didn't let me be on the computer a lot. And um, teachers frowned upon a lot of computer usage. Even now. Even in 2020, uh, I get emails like about kids' screen time. Right? And I get frowns when... When someone sees how to with like an iPad, they're like, "Oh, you let your kid use an iPad?" Yeah, I also let him, let her breathe. <laughs> I also let her have shoes on her feet when she's walking down the street. Yeah, right. Like when she's walking on like asphalt. Yeah. Um, of course I let her use an iPad. We're. <laughs> How else is she, is she supposed to access certain information?
2: Heaven forbid she d- has never used an iPad and with social distance learning, she has to all of a sudden figure out how to use like all this software and stuff and yeah. apps
1: okay, so the reason why I'm telling you my friend's story is that wouldn't it be great? I'm not saying that all kids should like be the first member of the startup that generates the most amount of money, yeah, I'm not saying that. Uh, everyone should go to Silicon Valley. I'm not saying everyone should go to Stanford. I'm not saying anyone... I'm not saying that that's what's important. I'm saying that this this kid... uh, was able to have half his mind in the future... and it benefited him in many, many different ways. And also on uh, on a very on a lesser scale um i'm still able to do music 17 years down the road and still you know do well because i was always aware that eventually people are going to just you know treat music like it's a free thing and that it's a ubiquitous thing and mm-hmm. it's, it's not something you have to like Get into your hand somehow. Mm-hmm. It's just easy to get, and that um, new technologies will replace it in a way where, like, I didn't predict that, like, YouTube or all these things would be the norm, but something like that would happen. And because I knew that I was ready for it, right? But uh, I, I'm, I, I'm telling you, a lot of people that I know that that do music are still shocked that they have to to go on this youtube thing. Yeah. Like the, it, that it, it's like a it's jarring for them. And I'm like wouldn't it be nice if everyone could be sort of prepared for the changes that are inevitably going to come. And yeah. and and my roommate had to do it on his own because it was not provided, right? But he was lucky that his parents were able to provide him with a good computer um the freedom to use it and he obviously had a lot of like extracurricular time where he could explore that but right now i'm not so certain that um kids have enough time to explore extracurricular activities um because a lot of parents are forcing them into extra- extracurricular activities that pad up the resume mm mm-hmm. um and if they don't have the time, then I'm sorry, but we're gonna have to ask the school to provide a little bit more of that, yeah, right yeah, I just i ultimately, I want everyone to do better, and these are people that are gonna be alive when I'm gone,
2: yeah
1: right so i can I can say, oh who cares?"
2: You just want you know? people to have more options in life which is grants more freedom. Yeah. and I, movement.
1: And I just I I I feel like uh a lot of um a lot of sadness and a lot of like uh f- like failure, you know the 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 sense of loss and stuff is is it it stems from fear. Mm-hmm. And and usually the biggest fear is like when you don't know something, or when you weren't ready for something, or when 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 something that it was completely unexpected hits you. But I'm saying there is nothing unexpected in the world anymore. There is nothing unexpected in in the future. There are certain people that are ch- that that their sole purpose and job is to expect these things. Yeah. Right. And as long as they're there. I think we need to implement some of their perspectives uh, into our curriculum, so that we can have less people that are um, that are shocked by the future. Yes, and, and and we have kids that are more prepared for the future. And I would I would much prefer having kids. Okay, hey, whenever you ask like like a group of elementary school kids what they want to be when they grow up. It's usually based... It usually reflects whatever is happening in the current time. Right? Yeah. Like, if you go to any class right now, and there's 10 kids, and you ask them what they want to be, eight of them will say YouTube star or YouTube creator. Right? And, like, maybe two of them will say Iron Man. (laughs) Okay? It just reflects what is happening in the current time. Yeah. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. That's perfectly natural. But wouldn't it be great if a, 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 at least, like, you know, a big portion of the kids um, wanted to be something that will be important or beneficial to them or society or relevant um, 20 years from now? Mm-hmm. It might be something that doesn't exist even, right? Of course, I'm not expecting these kids to write down something that doesn't exist. Yeah, But, um, yeah, like, Future minded, tomorrow minded. You know, mm-hmm. I I I would much prefer to be personally an expert on tomorrow. Not, not even an expert on tomorrow. I would like to be a semi amateur on tomorrow than a than a complete expert on the past. Yeah, you know. Yes, and I I just I just feel that way.
2: That makes sense. Much sense. Yeah. Nunchi money. Huh? Dude, are you like? <laughs> I'm just thinking of my pokeball. I see it.
1: <laughs> oh, our food <laughs> can. That's the, why. They're, okay. are the window. Apparently, our food. You came. can see
2: me wilting physically, like just full. Like, food head.
1: could also be better.
2: Well, it, honestly, everything you're talking about. Um, honestly, like things that we wish we could change and the food and whatever, it all comes down to budget and where the money is being prioritized and the incentives of administrations of schools to put money where. Yes. You know, because at the end of the day, the way they get funding from the government is because kids pass a certain test and they learn about, become experts of the past and they don't get funding because these kids aren't experts of the past, but they're experts at a new app you know it's just like
1: that's why uh, we have to
2: just fix overall i guess priorities
1: this is not the fault of teachers yeah or educators yeah um this is a way bigger issue because there's a lot that goes into how a curriculum is decided you know yeah and the current curriculum we have is like from like the late 1800s you know and it's fundamentally stayed the same and there are there are politics involved. There are um, you know social social uh, circumstances that that went into certain curriculums being built, and also how it, it evolved. But um, a lot background and above is happening for these things to come about, mm-hmm. and um, as and as if we can continue to try to like make that better it it will serve the teachers a lot more so that they can um help these kids too yeah you know it'll make everyone's lives easier and better if and the thing is i i don't know the solution but i do feel like there needs to be a at least a better emphasis on tomorrow yeah. on prepping kids for tomorrow not today and not yesterday i mean mm-hmm. that's all important but the emphasis on tomorrow is too little Very it's just true. way too little and and i and i have this feeling that it's because we want it to be that way like someone wants it to be that way um you know how like professional athletes professional athletes are driven to perform They're driven to win. They're driven to score. They're driven to uh, train and win. And um, almost none of them were... uh, Okay, so no one takes the care to make sure that these athletes, after their career is over, um, manage their money or their social relationships well
2: yeah so many uh
1: because yeah
2: so many go into financial ruin um after being pro for a while because it make so much money so fast and um marshawn lynch who's a football player he's actually like has some notoriety around him because he forced all his teammates to um get savings accounts yeah and he like lectured the crap out of them and was like, I don't want to see any of y'all wasting your money on flex stuff or anything because our careers are so temporary that you need to like really
1: save. And this is because the organizations don't, what I feel, they don't want these athletes to think about tomorrow. Mm -mm. Because that it is, it gets in the way of what they need which is they need these athletes to be focused on today and the near future to perform at an extremely high level. Yeah. Right? And the minute um, athletes are, you know, start getting savings accounts and starts thinking about the time after their career, Yeah. after this game that's tomorrow, after this championship this season, right? Yeah. Their focus will will be a little bit of their focus will be taken away from what they need to do now now they want they I I guarantee you a lot of these owners want their athletes to simply think about today and not even tomorrow
2: like the fact that college athletes aren't paid is yeah. crazy
1: and and um and I I feel like if that happens in uh in sports right mm-hmm. uh, in organized sports and if it happens there you really don't think it's happening everywhere else like education is a very lucrative business right you don't think it's happening there you you don't think that um, there are certain forces that want kids to learn certain things and not learn certain things so that we can have a lot of people in the like in the labor force,
2: well, uh, that
1: are prepared to do exactly what they're gonna be asked to do, and not anything else.
2: So, for example, America while not a while a while ago, but um, a few decades ago, apparently there was a law that was supposed to be passed where everyone's um, like a government body would be formed that does everyone's taxes. Because it's like, you know, they have all that info and then they would just file it for you. And then they would tell you whether you owe X amount and give it to us by this time or or you're getting a refund expected soon. But there was lobbyists and those lobbyists are is one of the biggest companies that are uh, tax accountants. Yeah. To prevent that from being passed because it would make their job obsolete. And so you're also they're probably also lobbying not teaching people how to properly do their taxes yeah. because if they can do it on their own they don't have a job anymore. Yeah. And so it's like why are kids not learning certain things because people like that.
1: Also, if the government does everyone's taxes, um a lot of people will will think, "Hey, wait, wait, how can we trust them?" right? Yeah. But that's not the issue. If the government does transparently do everyone's taxes, yeah they will actually reap less.
2: It's very true because people aren't getting paying fees for doing it wrong. (laughs) Because people, yeah,
1: a lot of people, a lot of revenue is dependent upon people's misinformation, right? And
2: mistakes. Yeah.
1: That's why, that's why any contract, any legal contract, um, like anything medical, anything uh, to do with accounting, and it is, incredibly difficult to read right yeah and i've i'm not i hate contracts but i've unfortunately had to read a lot of them right and you could totally see that they are going out of their way to to make it as like baffling as possible yeah okay using unnecessary words and phrasing uh to make it like impenetrable right like just yeah impossible
2: discourage anyone yeah. from trying to understand yeah. on their own
1: and and the minute that happens that's why you know we have lawyers yeah and um accountants because we need them and they specialize in understanding this language we do not understand which is weird because we all speak english
2: <laughs> yeah right yeah
1: we all speak the language that the document is actually in.
2: I guess um, lawyers are a little bit more similar to doctors where because the law is always changing, policies are always changing, industries are always changing, that, you know, take it does, I guess, to that degree, take an expert to always be up to date.
1: Especially uh, doctors.
2: Doctors? Yeah. We, we, we have no issue with paying yeah. you guys to do it. You guys deserve
1: all the money in the world. <laughs> like...
2: Not all mine, but yeah. like some, a good amount.
1: We can't do what you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but lawyers too. We we need lawyers yeah. quite often. Um, and but th- what I'm saying is, it's someone it, or some force uh, throughout time has set up these certain things in a certain way to be beneficial to certain people.
2: Making the problem so that they can profit yeah. from the problem.
1: And why would education be any different? Because our teachers are awesome? No. I mean, do you think every teacher is aware of why they're teaching what they have to teach? Um, or what what the reasoning behind how, how uh, what is taught and what is not taught is selected? Mm. No. They just go in uh, every day and work really hard. You know, to, to to do magic with whatever is given to them. And um, how that magic came about and if it's good magic or black magic, no one knows. Right? So, I don't know. These are just questions. Yeah. I'm throwing out. And yeah, I'm not trying to challenge anybody. But these are questions I had since I was a little kid. Whenever I was forced to go to school, you know, yeah, whenever I was forced to take a test that I didn't understand uh I didn't even understand why this would like help anyone at all, even the teacher. The teachers look so depressed, you know, having to deal with all of us f- to teach something that they don't you know they don't f- have their heart in mm-hmm. and and i didn't and every time I had to uh make an outline. And then write the finished product, but in between, I had to also make a draft of it. Um, <laughs> every time, I'm like, "That's what an outline is. It's a draft."
2: Yeah, you're it's map- a, it's you're a, mapping out. You're- it's a
1: blueprint. Yeah. So you want me to make a you want me to make a blueprint of a house? Make a model house. Take this model house and also make a drawing of this model house. Take the drawing and render it in three d <laughs> and then make the house, even though it is quite possible for me to skip one or two of these steps to to get to the actual work,
2: but also asking for a draft after giving no reason or feedback that would require changes to a version, a previous version the, the comparison
1: <laughs> I, yeah, the comparison I just made, yeah, is actually wrong because that's how buildings and houses should be made right to be careful Okay, so um (laughs) that's not a good example that's a that's an example where drafts do matter yes but if i'm writing a story dude the story is in my mind if you wanted an outline so you you can approve whether or not i can write the story i'll give you the outline but i'm not gonna give you a rough draft of a story the story itself is a rough draft of whatever is in my mind, mm. it's the best rough draft I can do. Mm. And if you have a problem with the finished product, then I will correct the finished product so it's more finished. But I will not do three different drafts,
2: just like, arbit- or like arbitrary numbers. Yeah,
1: and 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 I was like, do these per- do these teachers do these parents do these schools want me to get tired before I actually get to? the actual creation do they want me to get fatigued or like exhausted or bored yeah. because i really wanted to write this story but now i don't mm-hmm. and this is a shitty thing to teach me right is what i always thought as a kid <laughs> i hope <laughs> i hope all of you guys are uh doing well <laughs> yeah let's let's uh, you know let's ask questions that's the one thing we're still allowed to do, right?
2: Hopefully.
1: Bye bye. See you next week. Bye Judy was boring.
2: Hello.
0: Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 18 plus.